Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The National Basketball Association. The hosts would refer to it as the best league in sports. Bringing you the latest NBA news, updates, and opinions. It's time for Double Tech with Darrell H.P. Young and Christian Weaver. Walking with my back to the sun, keep my head to the sky. Me against the world, is be myself and I like daylight. Got in touch with my soul, trading softly on the path down the rockiest road. Life isn't ice cream without monopoly dough. The property grows in value, and rightfully so, I gotta have it. I see the way the people get treated. Welcome to Double Tech. I am Darrell H.B. Young. I am Christian Weaver. And we thank you so much for tuning in. I'm sorry, it took me forever to come in. I was vibing. What you got playing right there, Christian? Uh, Walking by Denzel Curry. Your favorite album of 2022, which we've discussed. Yes, possible. Dude, it's so good. That, that's a nice vibe right there. I gotta, I'm gonna have to change my next song to fit with your vibe. I think I got something that can kind of go with that. But boy, that's that's nice. I was about to let that. None happen. of my songs really fit together all too well. That's fine. It's it's okay. Well, I want to match up with you. Well, thank y'all so much for tuning in to this edition. NBA season less than two weeks away. How crazy is that? Yeah, we're getting close. Right around the corner now. Twelve days. Twelve days. Is that is that even possible? For it to it be is. that close? And I mean, we got preseason action going on now. I know. Yeah. Hey. And Anthony Davis is already out. But that's a whole other story in itself. We're not going to get into it, or maybe we will. He's not going to get into the game, that's for sure. But we're <laughs> going to look right now as we're getting ready for the NBA season. Christian found something fantastic, and we were like, you know what? That's the show right there leading into the season. It's the NBA GM survey. We got, what, I guess 50 of the biggest questions, or well, what's the best way to put it? Uh, it's just 50 questions that all 30 of the GMs anonymously answer. And vote on. Okay. So uh, it's the annual GM survey. I like that. That shows you that GMs don't aren't <laughs> very good somehow. Well, a lot. Of, well, let me let's let's look at it like this. They get it right a lot of the time, but then sometimes it just looks like they just go way off left field, and it's like, dude, what are you talking about? That doesn't even look accurate. But yeah. I, I feel like we. I've looked at the first few. Christian hasn't looked at any of them. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through, split these up in half, probably get like half of them in this first segment, and just kind of go through and see how much of a GM Christian should be, because I've been saying it for years that you should actually be a GM for somebody's team. I would rock with cool. team. It would be fantastic. There's no way I could do a worse job like with the Hornets than uh, they are. Oh, dude, you'd be fantastic. There's just no way I could do a worse job. See, the problem is these guys, they, they, they get these positions kind of tossed in their lap, and yeah, they it's, really it's, don't it's know who what they're know. doing. Yes, it's who you know, not what you and know. I don't know anybody. <laughs> you know a couple of people. A couple of people around here, you know, think they can need uh, Joe Klein to hook me up. You need Joe Klein? He needs to call Michael. <laughs> Hey, you get Joe Klein, get Basil just because he knows everybody. And I think you could work something out. He needs to call Michael and be like, hey, I know this kid. He's pretty good. Talent evaluator. Hey, Joe could probably make it happen. (laughs) I think Joe could. (laughs) Hey, well, let's go ahead and get started. You think he's got Mike's number? You know what? I feel like. I know he's got Larry's number. Oh, yeah. I know he has Larry's. He has Chuck's. Yeah. He, I don't know. I don't know. Possibly. Mike Mike may keep that phone number secret then that's what i was about to say i feel like mike goes iso in more ways than one because i feel like it's going to be hard to get in touch with mj oh yeah just for anybody probably gotta go through some people to get to him yeah so yeah i don't know you may have to go from from joe to chuck then chuck 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 maybe i feel like chuck has a better chance 
Where he's probably got some say so in the Pacers after many years being there. Yeah, probably so. So yeah, or, you know he maybe like a he has some pool with the Pacers anyway. I, I think you can make that one work. Yeah, you got got a better chance of contacting him. You know what? The Pacers you. are tanking right now. So hey, well, now what if reason? Wanna, what reason would they have to tank, Christian? What do you mean they're not tanking? I mean, we'll get into that a little <laughs> bit later. But if they want somebody who can find talent, I'm right here. Hey, that's what I like to hear right I there. mean, I applied for the Lakers earlier this, this year. I applied to be a scout for the Lakers. I never heard anything bad. Oh, I was going to say they didn't send you that letter saying we're no. sorry to tell you. that you, I just The Lakers that. could use some help. You know what? They could use all the help in the world. I would trust you to kind of have some influence on my Lakers. I, I would feel good about you actually having some say-so around there. I would have been like, you know what? Maybe we should get that uh, Buddy Hill to Miles Turner package for us. See, if you had pull at the <laughs> Lakers, I would have uh, probably been in your ear to get rid of AD, but that's just me. Uh, being me, <laughs> if we get through like halfway of the season and it looks like trash, I'd probably tear it down. Why not? I, that's that's the thing. It's like, okay. But how do you trade LeBron? You know? <laughs> nobody. <laughs> well, like, you I can't. Guess- Trade LeBron to like somewhere he doesn't want to go, you know. Yeah, I think that's the it. that's the one piece that even though you are going to tear it down, yeah, you got to come up with some kind of other way as far as contracts and stuff go with LeBron because you're not going to trade him. You're just going to have to find a way to to give him what he wants, release yeah, him to some, a team he wants to go yeah. to something. But yeah, you you can't trade him. But also, the Lakers don't have their well, they have their own pick, so to say, but it's a swap with the Pelicans. So like, if the Lakers did suck. And yeah. the Pelicans were really good. They could swap it and get like your number one overall pick. Gosh. So there's no use in really tanking if you're the Lakers because it's a pick swap. It's already gone. So yeah, that well that kind of stinks. You will have a pick this year. Yeah, but still. But it'll be the worst of the two picks between the Pelicans and the Lakers. That's so garbage, man. That, see, so so many technicalities with picks these days. It's like so much stuff. You think, yeah, we're gonna get our pick just like normal, but nope, nope. That pick is given up to this team because of this, and it's uh, always makes my head hurt. Just. But hey, you gotta have you gotta use what you got to get what you want, and I guess we have what we want. Didn't really do hey, much. You got we a got, ring out of it. We, hey, we got Patrick Beverly, and we got a ring now. So there yeah, you go. You got a ring out of that trade. We did. We did. Eighty's gone after the season. So, <laughs> he's gone. Uh, he's he's out of there. He's he's, he's finished. Okay, okay. Enough of that because we we talking crazy. Okay, we're gonna run through the first few of these. The first one, of course, the big one. Which team will win the NBA Finals? How'd they break it down? All right, so the NBA GMs voted for the Milwaukee Bucks, and they got 43% of the vote. Golden State Warriors came in at 25%. LA Clippers, LA's team, came in at 21%. Boston Celtics came in at 11%. And last year, the vote was (laughs) Brooklyn Nets, 72% of the vote. And see, you know what? It's funny, because I feel like, of course, the Clippers don't have as high of a percentage as Brooklyn did last year. But I feel like that's how they're looking at the Clippers right now because just off talent alone, you figured at hey, yeah. Brooklyn. But we still don't know what the Clippers. We've been saying for the longest, hey, when they're both there, they're really good. When they're just PG, never both there. They're never both there. So they're kind of playing off the what can be with the Clippers. Bucks having 43%. I don't know. You know me. I, I'm, I mean, it's they got to be up there. Yeah, but I just I, I'm, I'm a stickler for the champion having the highest percentage. I just am. I don't know why Golden State already won. I feel like, point. you know what I mean? I've yeah. always been that way. It's it's your ring until you've lost it. So even if it's just barely at the top, like if it was Golden State 44, Brooklyn 43, I wouldn't even be mad. What if they trade Draymond because he punched Jordan Poole? Oh, I heard about that. 
Well, he's not getting traded. No, he's not. Going but to. if they do They'll trade, get him, over it. Man, I, I want to know. I've that, seen so many stories. That I don't could know be clutch sports working though. They're like, you know what? I'm trying to get, trying to get Draymond to, to the Lakers. Man, no, hey, that is his boy. It, it's so funny how cool him and LeBron really are. Like going to weddings and stuff together mm-hmm. and kicking it and Clutch whatnot. Sports. Yeah, I don't see him coming. In. That's that's not gonna happen. He he, I know there there's no way. I feel like as much as he does like LeBron, he's so loyal to his guys and Golden State. Like it, it's it's gonna be strange to see it, either one of those guys. Draymond. I think he'll end up like finishing. Or not maybe not finish his career somewhere else. Well, he's getting towards the end. But um, how old is Draymond? Thirty three. Really? Thirty two. So I mean, he may have like five, six more years left. A handful more. But um, he's going to play somewhere else at some point. I think. But like you said, I feel like it's going to be at the end. Yeah. To where it's like, hey. Mm, Draymond, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you know we we gotta let you go. We're 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 doing things here at Golden State now, so you can either wrap it up or we can do something to kind of get something for you. But yeah, it's gonna be odd seeing him not in a Golden State jersey. It will be. Yeah, but but yeah, as far as NBA Finals winning, they got Bucks at forty three percent. I I don't want to bet against Giannis, but I don't really like them being that highly favored. That's just me. Yeah, I think there's some uh, there's definitely some parity in the league this year. Uh, I mean, the Celtics are at eleven percent. They were in the finals last year. They're right. still good despite Ma Odoka not being there. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers aren't even on there. And I know. They're going to be pretty good this year, I think. Uh, Tyrese Maxey's looked really good in preseason. But uh, they also have the Eastern Conference and Western Conference rankings here. There's only the top six in the East, but hey, there's the good. top nine in the – I don't know. <laughs> I guess because there's a tie. But uh, in the Eastern Conference, they have Milwaukee uh, at first, Boston second, Philadelphia third, Brooklyn fourth, Miami fifth and Cleveland sixth. Oh, how you feel about that? I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Um. Last year they had Brooklyn pick first, uh, Milwaukee, Miami, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Boston, Indiana followed. Um, I know Boston. It's funny because I mean, obviously Boston made it to the finals last year. Boston was pretty low. Yeah, they're like year. six or seven. Yeah, they they were pretty low. Nobody thought they were going to be as good as they were, and I mean now. I guess you kind of have to put them up there, but I don't know. I feel like they may I not think be, they'll be I think they'll still be good. Next, next week we're going to do our uh, – see. it's a season preview time next week. Yeah, it is. So, we're you know, we're going to do who's going to win what, what's going to be the conference standings, blah, 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 blah. Who's the MVP? Can't wait. Everything like that. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, in the Western Conference, they got the Clippers in first, Golden State second, Phoenix third, Denver fourth, Memphis fifth, Dallas and Minnesota are tied for sixth, and the Lakers are at eighth, and New Orleans is at ninth. I don't like these at all. Uh, Clippers should not be number one. That's just me. Golden State should be number one. Um, oh, my gosh. Really? I don't have a problem with the Clippers necessarily being one because I do think they'll be very good. But uh, one? I'm not sure about Phoenix at third. Or Minnesota. Minnesota's kind of low to me. I yeah, Minnesota's low to me. Uh I think New Orleans may be a top four team in the West, Ooh, so they're low to me. Now that's spicy right there. Top four, you think? Yeah. So you, you feel yeah. comfortable with the Lakers being in the eighth slot, though? Yeah, that's that's around about six to eight, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah probably so. Um. <laughs> so last year, of course, eighty percent picked the Lakers to win the West. Oh, hey, yeah, because we should have. <laughs> we we should have. We should have won everything. Uh, Dang it! All right, so now <laughs> so. we'll move on to you know some of the awards and sitch who will win the uh mvp this year luka Doncic got 48 percent of the vote there i mean he's a popular pick he's gonna get picked every year until he actually wins it yeah 
Uh, he could he could win it this year. <laughs> he could have won it last year. His team just has to be better. Uh, Giannis, 34%. Joel, 14%. Stephen Curry at 3%. Jokic, not even voted for, really. And he, he's not going to get it because he's won it two times in a row. And that's what I was just about to ask you. Has the voter fatigue kicked in? Do, are they like, okay, regardless of how well Joker Pretty plays, he's, he's not, not going, going to get it. get it? Yeah. I think so, too. Which, I mean, his scoring may go down a little now that he's got his two running mates back. Yeah, but... but I mean, he's, he's still, still going to get have, rebounds. He's still going to get assists. He's still going to have a great season. And I just feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think he's going to get it again next year either. I don't even think they're going to consider him because he is going to have to have a little drop-off just as yeah. far as scoring goes. But, man. Maybe Joe Allen Bidge here, finally. I hope so. Uh, I want him to win it last year, but you said he didn't deserve it. Not compared to Joker, so. Yeah. If you were starting a franchise today and could side any player in the NBA, who would it be? Number one is Giannis Antetokounmpo at 55%. Luka Doncic gets 45%. So I'm literally not, everybody voted for those two players. I'm not mad at that. No, me either. Like, how can you be? Uh, which player focuses? Which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? Stephen Curry got number one in that <laughs> vote at 52%. Giannis and Jokic both got 14% there. It's so funny because, like, last year Steph got 27%, as we see, and this year he has 52% because it's like everybody forgot and then they remembered again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he had the one year where battling injuries, Golden State obviously weren't that good, and it was just, you know, it was a tough time. So, so to go from 27 to 52, and I don't feel like Steph changed his game, but, hey, well, they did win the championship, so I guess that changes everything. All right. Which player is most likely to have a breakout season? Evan Mobley got number one at 21%. Cade and Anthony, Cade Cunningham and Anthony Edwards are tied at seventeen percent, and Zion Williamson got four percent. How do you have a breakout if you're Zion when the last time you played you averaged twenty seven points? Well, because I, I wasn't feel, it more of a comeback. Yeah, I feel like that's exactly what I was going to say. I feel like it'll be more of a comeback for Zion for the simple fact is we know what he can do, we just haven't been able to see it in a while. So yeah, I feel like the 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 comeback actually makes more sense than actually break out. Yeah. It's not like he's putting up terrible numbers. He just hasn't put up anything. So I'd um, say come back. And I'm I, honestly if he stays healthy, I'm picking Zion. Like Yeah, there we go. Uh my Scotty Barnes not on here. The reigning rookie of the year is not on here. That is strange. But uh we'll move on. Who is the best point guard in the NBA? Steph Curry got seventy two percent of the boat. Luka Doncic got fourteen percent. Chris Paul got ten percent. Trey Young got three percent. Um Dang no Kyrie yeah. <laughs> they don't like him like that? Dang. I mean, I wouldn't vote for him at this point either. Probably not, but still. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, who is the best shooting guard in the NBA? Devin Booker got 45% of the vote. Luka Doncic got 28% of the vote. <laughs> Stephen Curry got 17% of the vote. So the trend here is people aren't sure what position Luka Doncic is. That's what I was just about to say. Luka is <laughs> on everything. <laughs> yeah. Who is the best small forward in the NBA? You got Kevin Durant, 45% of the vote. Jason Tatum, 24% of the vote. Luka Doncic got 17% of the vote. LeBron James, 10% of the vote. Kawhi Leonard, 3% of the vote. Uh, okay, 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 okay. At least he's not on power forward. Because I'm yeah. like, <laughs> if they put it in power forward, they're they really tripping right now. So power forward, you got Giannis Antetokounmpo at 86%. Yeah. LeBron James, 10%. Kevin Durant, 3%. And then best center is... Uh, Nikola Jokic at 79%, Joel Embiid at 17%, and Giannis at 3%. That always trips me out because it's like, are they going by, you know, official position or are they just going by, well, you know, because like you said, 
Luca is on three categories. Giannis is on two. So I guess it's since you can play both positions or all three positions, they just well, they're just not really sure what he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I, I guess not. Cause I mean, he's technically their point guard. Technically, yes. So I guess you have to vote for him in that position. My my thing is, who do you guard on defense? And that's your position, pretty much. Oh, I like that. I like that. That that makes perfect sense, actually, because it's yeah, whoever you're defending, that's your position. I like that right there. That's that's a really good way to look at it. I never really looked at it like that, but that makes a lot of sense, Christian. I like that, man. I yeah. like that. Uh, highest percentage, highest percentage of total <laughs> votes on position questions. <laughs> What does that even mean? I have no idea. I was about to ask you. Either way, Steph anyway, and Yon- Giannis Yeah, tied. Giannis tied. So, yeah. There we go. I don't know what that means. Which team made the best overall moves this season? Cleveland Cavaliers got that, followed by the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Philadelphia 76ers. And which, which one player acquisition will make the biggest impact? Donovan Mitchell going to Cleveland with that at 59%, followed by Rudy Gobert okay. to Minnesota at 31%, and Jalen Brunson at 7%. Yeah. No one else to vote for, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it makes too much of an impact on New York. Do you? Uh, not really. But like you said, those one and two, obviously Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are the the two biggest ones. Yeah. I, I feel like you know Donovan Mitchell is coming into a system that they already know what they're doing, and with Rudy Gobert going to Minnesota, that's whew, ah, that's gonna be wonderful. Yeah. Like it really so, is. We'll finish out this little segment here. Uh, the uh, off-season moves segment. Oh, yeah. We still got a nice chunk of What was the most underrated player acquisition? Malcolm Brogdon to the Boston Celtics at 28%. P.J. Tucker got 14% to the Philadelphia 76ers. John Wall to the L.A. Clippers got 14%. That's probably my favorite. Yeah, the, I like I like John Wall. John Malcolm Wall Brogdon's one. good, too, though. He is. I'll, he may be. He's probably the best player out of the bunch at this point. At this point, time. yeah. Um, which team will be most improved in 2020 or this season? 2021, 2022. Uh, L.A. Clippers got 41% of the vote. I mean, they pretty much have to. They're healthy, right? Yeah. yeah, the, uh, yeah but also, Cleveland Cavaliers got 17% of the vote. You got you got to think about it. They didn't make uh, the playoffs last year. So. Dang. Really? They were like really good the entire year, but they had some injuries and stuff like that, and they were in the play-in, but they didn't make the top eight yeah, at the end right. of the day. That's right. Um, New Orleans Pelicans at 17%. Yeah, they're going to be much improved. Minnesota Timberwolves will be much improved also. Uh, they were a seven seed? Yeah, they were a seven seed, so they'll be improved. Um, what was the most surprising move of the offseason? Rudy Gobert to Minnesota got 47%. Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland got 43%. DeJounte Murray to Atlanta got 7%. And Andre Drummond to Chicago got 3%. It was like, <laughs> wow. who voted for that? Why? Wow. Like, oh, that was a shocker, right? That was, uh, so 3% of 30 is... <laughs> One, right? Yes. One person voted for that. I'm going to assume that's the GM of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> if it's I like, was I a bet, <laughs> Oh, there you go. But uh, the barn burning move. But right yeah, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell were both pretty surprising. Yeah. I, I was at home the day the Rudy Gobert trade happened because Arkansas was playing in the College World Series and I got the day off, so that was nice. Nice. But I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what? Dude, yeah. Rudy that, Gobert got traded? That was pretty crazy. For five picks? What? <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, the whole discussion was, was he worth all of that? And it's like, what's KD going to go for? Apparently nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> As he chills and has awkward conversations with Kyrie in the media days. <sighs> man, I, I don't know, man. I'm so looking forward to this season. Everybody's talking yeah. about how the, the drama's kind of calmed down. I think it's just getting started because the season hasn't started yet. Whenever we start playing, it's all going to rev back up again. A lot of new faces and new places and players returning back from injury and stuff. It's going to be fun. Fun time. And, baby. I mean... 
The league is deeper than it ever has been. Oh, dude. Like it's there's a lot of good teams. It's so many good teams, but so many good players. There's also going to be quite a few teams that are just going to bottom out and be the worst they can possibly be to try to get their hands on Victor Wimbanyama. Oh yes, yes they are. Well, we still got a lot of this list to run through. We'll finish that up, and then we'll talk about some of these uh, young guys that are uh, some aliens, if some people have yes. put it. That's uh, some nice characters coming into this league. We'll be right back on Double Tech. Welcome back to Double Tech, HB, Mr. Weaver, Christian on the ones and two. Who is that, man? You know, I always look for you to inform me on hotness. That's Deftones. Okay. Older band, but they still make music. That's what I'm about to say. They still jam. Um, I, I'm trying to guess who would be my like top Spotify artist for the year. Oh, I know. We're getting there. Uh, I think it's going to be Denzel Curry. think so. Yeah. And then probably J.I.D. And then maybe Deftones. Yeah. And Pusha T? Pusha T is gonna be pretty high on me. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Pusha T up Travis there. Scott may be on there. Too. Really gonna have some Travis Scott. I'm gonna have freaking uh Missy and Sierra because my youngest daughter got me playing loose control on a freaking loop. But uh, Pusha T for sure. Um, probably Joel Ot's and uh Crooked Eye because their albums I've been jamming those. But but yeah, so Denzel's gonna be top of your list this I year. I think so. I think they shut it down. I think at the end of November, because I think all the the stuff comes out like the beginning of December, because everybody's posting their mm-hmm. their list from yeah. Spotify. So I gotta get my algorithms I think right. Walking maybe my top song. Really? Yeah. What's my top? I don't know. Like I'm, uh, I got I got I got to, uh, got to go stuff the ballot box because I think I gotta change some stuff because I, I don't I don't want it to turn out how I think it's gonna turn out. Yeah, my I mean, my listening habits are kind of weird, though, because like, I'll hear a song like Stranger in Moscow by Michael Jackson. <laughs> that's just some random, obscure and Michael Jackson song, and I'll like, loop it yes! like, over and over. Ain't nothing wrong with that. that. See, but I like that because then Spotify shows you like, hey, you listen to a lot of different stuff. You, you tried this. You tried this. So, no, that's fine because I'm, I'm the same way. Like, take Lizzo, for instance. <laughs> to Be Loved is about to be played on a loop for the next three days just randomly. So, then they're going to say my top artist is Lizzo. So, I feel you. That's that's nothing to be ashamed of. Well, welcome back to Double Tech right here. We're talking NBA GMs have had discussions and made votes about a lot of different things leading up into this season. And we're about, what, halfway done? So we yeah. actually ran through a nice chunk of them. And now we're on the uh, rookies and international players. Where are we at, Christian? We are at who will win rookie of the year this year. Paulo Banchero is getting 79% of the vote on that one, followed by Keegan Murray at 17% and Jabari Smith at 3%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, about right. This would be a little closer if Chet Holmgren was healthy. I know. I was just about to say it's uh it's a little bit different because I feel like uh your boy probably would have got second steal. Probably, mm-hmm. but it would have been it wouldn't have been seventy nine percent. Yeah. Oh no, no, sir, not at all. Not at um all. next year's rookie of the year voting will be split between two players. Oh shoot, yeah, probably so. And that is uh Victor Wimbanyama and Scoot Henderson, who are starting right now. Now that being said, 
So Chet is he playing at all this season? No, he's out. So you think he'll st- he'll still be able to be in yeah, the running for? Yeah, he will be a rookie. So he may get part of the vote next That's year. That's what I'm saying. He may throw a wrench into their plans because if he has a great season, he'll have a year to kind of. And hey, he'll be full Ben Simmons, dude. I'm telling you, I think he could as good as it's uh, possible. Hey, I like that. My vote would probably be for Victor because he's like Chet on steroids. Hey, but. well, but we'll see. Chet's going to have a year to kind of sit back and watch and learn. Maybe get his body filled out a little more. Right. Add a little meat to his potatoes. We're going to find out. Yeah. Anyway, which rookie will be the best player in five years? Paul Benchero getting 31% of the vote. Chet Holmgren getting 28% of the vote on that one. I like Tied that. third is Jay Navi of Detroit and Jabari Smith of Houston and then Keegan Murray of Sacramento getting 7% of the vote. What you think, five years? You feel like he will be the best, or you feel good uh, with that two spot? I'm good with I'm good with two, but, I mean, I think it's between him and Paulo. I think those two will be the best players from this draft class. Yeah. Um, Which rookie was the biggest steal at where they were selected in the draft? Jalen Duran of Detroit got 14% of the vote, as well as Tari Eason of Houston. Um, I was a big... Jalen Duran fan coming in. I thought he was the best uh, pure like center in the draft. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Um, A.J. Griffin got 10% of the vote. Shaden Sharp got 10% of the vote. Uh, Jay Navi got 7%. Keegan Murray got 7%. And Jalen Williams of Oklahoma City got 7% also. Um, Jalen Williams has looked good in preseason, by the way. Oh, yeah, how's he looking? You say he looks pretty good? He looks good. I like him. Okay. Uh, Jalen Williams of Santa Clara. Not the... Uh, Not the Jalen Williams, Williams of Arkansas. Arkansas yes. Jalen Williams of Arkansas. He's... he's uh, He's got some work to do. Well, but we knew that already. Yeah, we already know. knew that. I mean, yeah. he's he's just not polished offensively. Nah, he'll get there. Yeah. Who is the best international player in the NBA? Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo of Milwaukee got 57% of the vote. Luka Doncic, 28%. Nikola Jokic got 16%. Who's the best international player not in the NBA? Whoa. Victor Wimbanyama, 45% of the vote there. Nikola Mirotic, who used to be in the NBA, 28%. Vasily Micic. 21%, which I think that we traded his rights to Philadelphia or something like that. We used to have his rights. And you traded him for? I can't remember. Maybe a pick. I was just out. Ah, that's Probably. what I was guessing. I assume it was a pick if I was a betting man. Or maybe we didn't trade his rights. Maybe we still have it and we're waiting. <laughs> because, I mean, he's been hyped for a long time. He's won like two uh, Euro uh, Euro League MVPs and stuff Really? Like that. Yeah. So. Holding on to the clip, just waiting to yeah, see. He's pretty good. Um, But... Last year, Nikola Mirotic got 53, 53% of the vote, and Victor Wimbanyama leads the vote, obviously, this year, because he's... An alien. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> um, defense. Who's the best defensive player in the NBA? You got Giannis Antetokounmpo, Draymond Green at 24%, and Rudy Gobert at 10%. Uh, this year, 48% for Giannis. Last year was 47% for Giannis. You agree with no that? No arguments for me. Yeah. Um, who's the best perimeter defender in the NBA? Marcus Smart got 41%. Drew Holiday got 31%. Kawhi Leonard got 10%. Mikhail Bridges got 7%. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's kind of... I don't know about that one. Um, Talk to me. I want to hear uh, why. Come on, give it to me. Because he has the reputation of being such a great defender, yeah. although he hasn't been that level of defender in quite a while. Yeah. Even when he plays, he's not that level of defender. Yeah. Um. It's kind of like James Harden. He got the reputation of being, you know, oh, he's the worst defender in the NBA. He's horrible. When in reality, he's average. Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. He's an average defender. Yeah, so it's like a, once you gain a reputation, it can be hard to lose said reputation. Yeah. Even if you don't, you know, you're not that guy anymore. See, I think the thing about Kawhi, even though we haven't seen him play in a while, even with his, when he was playing, not that he's 
not that defensive stopper that he used to yeah. be because he still has some lockdown. He probably can be that guy, yeah. but he shoulders a lot more of the burden on offense, so he's not that guy. Exactly Close because it. yeah, he's now kind of in a position where he does do a lot on the offensive side, and he he I, I still feel like he can when needed put yeah, the clamps on your so guy. Too. So I, and I think that's probably what they're looking at. I mean, he only got ten percent, so that's still saying he's the third best perimeter defender. I, I don't mind that, man. I, I don't I don't mind him being number three. If he was higher, then I'd probably have a problem because it's like, dude, we haven't seen him in forever. And come on now. But no, I, I like that. I can get with that. Who's the best interior defender in the NBA? Rudy Gobert got 83% of the vote there. Giannis Antetokounmpo got 10%. And Draymond Green got 7%. Um, who's the most versatile defender in the NBA? Giannis Antetokounmpo gets 41% of the vote there. Draymond Green at 31%. Bam at 7%. Yeah, I mean... I'd maybe have it a little closer, but who well, knows? I, I do think Giannis is the best defender in the league. Yeah. Um, See, that's funny to me because it's like, okay, Rudy Gobert is one defensive player of the year umpteen times, and of course he's the best interior defender, but then you talk most versatile. So why didn't Giannis get it uh, last year? Uh, he did, didn't he? No, nah, he got uh, uh, Mark Smart last year. Oh. Defender, Yeah. Who knows? Because I'm like, yeah, because it's like, because he is. I, we've always felt like. Oh, you're talking about uh, defensive, defensive player of the year. Player, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he didn't have the counting stats, which I don't think Marcus Smart did. Either, but. <laughs> but yeah, no, but that's that's just me. That's just me. All right, um, where we at? Which is the best defensive player in the or defensive team in the NBA? Uh, the Boston Celtics get 69%. Not going to really get an argument for me on that. Yeah. Pretty good. I think that's what helped Marcus Smart right there. Coaches, who is the best head coach in the NBA? Eric Spolster got 52%. Last year, he led the vote at 55%, although he has not ever won NBA Coach of the Year somehow. That's funny. Which is crazy. Like, not once? Not once. He's never think. gotten it. You sure? I don't think so. Come on, we skipping over a year. He got it somewhere, didn't he? I don't think so. Dang. Uh, Steve Kerr got 22%. Greg Popovich and Monty Williams tied for 7%. And Tyron Lue got 5%. I'm a big Tyron Lue fan. I think he's really good. Um, I feel like most players feel that way. They, they like Ty Lue. Yeah, he's good. Uh, which head coach is the best manager slash motivator of people? Steve Kerr got 38%. Monty Williams got 28%. Eric Spolstra got 14%. Tyron Lue and Greg Popovich tied for 7%. So essentially you just shuffled the best head yeah, coaches. pretty much. Yeah. Which head game, which head coach. <laughs> <laughs> right, let it ride. Let it ride. I'm not changing it. Go ahead. Which, which head coach makes the best in-game adjustments? Tyron Lue got 55% of the vote there. Oh. Nick Nurse, 17%. Eric Spolstra, 17%. <laughs> I think that's right. You bet it's right. Um, I think Tyron Lue <laughs> does make the best adjustments. Which head coach runs the best offense? Steve Kerr got 62%. Chris Finch got 14% of the Minnesota Uh-oh. Tigers. Uh-oh. Your boy. Budenholzer and Nick Nurse both got 7%. I don't agree with either one of those. Because so you... I think I think Nick Nurse is a good head coach, um, but it's mostly on the defense. That's side. what I was about to say. I don't see him as an offensive-minded coach. Yeah, he's not. Per se, but your boy Booten, your boy Booten knows it. I still don't know what he does, hey, but uh, they, they hey, the GM hey, they win. said he they puts win. it down. They do win. <laughs> um, which head coach has the best defensive schemes? Eric Spolstra, thirty-four percent. Nick Nurse, thirty-one percent. Ty Lue, Tibbs, Udoka, which is uh, uh, he doesn't anymore. Well, and yeah. Monty Williams all got seven percent. Yeah, that's a wrap. <laughs> which new or requoted? relocated head coach will make the biggest impact on his new team. Darvin Ham, your boy. Pyaw! Los Angeles Lakers, 48%. Mike Brown, 31%. Steve Clifford, 17%. That's the plan. Yeah, Charlotte's going to suck. That so is the plan. I don't know what the vote on Steve Clifford is. But uh, who is the best assistant coach in the NBA? Kenny Atkinson at Golden State, 34%. Uh, 
Charles Lee at Milwaukee also got 34%. And Adrian Griffin at Toronto got 7%. Adrian Griffin is uh, AJ Griffin's father. Really? Rookie AJ Griffin's father. I I did not know that. Um, Which active player will make the best head coach someday? Chris Paul got 32% of the vote there. Garrett Temple of New Orleans got 14% of the vote there. Usually it's uh, the journeymen. Yeah. That are make good head coaches. I can see that. Uh, CJ McComb got 7% of the vote. Patrick Beverly also <laughs> receiving votes. That's what I was just about to That's say. Funny. Let's look at the people who received votes because the Pat Beverly thing is hilarious Draymond, to me. Taj, Delvadova. Oh, boy. Patty Kyle Mills. Lowry. Rondo. Rondo. I don't see Rondo being head coach. I, like, that's, I don't see like that whole list of people. I don't really see any of them like, being a head coach. I don't see it. I don't see it either. Like, none of them. I just don't, I don't think Chris Paul wants to be a coach afterwards. I don't think so either. Um, I, I can see him doing some behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, you know, Players Association, stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't see him coaching. Miscellaneous voting here. Which team is the most fun to watch? Golden State Warriors received 52% of the vote there. Memphis Grizzlies got 28% of the vote. And Brooklyn Nets got 10% of the vote. That sounds about right. Yeah. Golden State's always fun. Which team has the best home court advantage? Toronto Raptors lead that at 21%. Boston Celtics and Denver Nuggets both get 17%. And then the Golden State Warriors and Utah Jazz got 14%. And the New York Knicks get 7%. So, okay. Hey, still the garden. Which team will have the league's most efficient offense this season? Golden State Warriors got 30, 38%. Milwaukee Bucks, 17%. Denver Nuggets, 14%. And then a three-way tie for fourth is the Clippers, 76ers, and Suns. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I mean, the most efficient offense. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have obviously you can't. Warriors are going to be great. Yeah, that's Warriors. what I'm saying. You know, you, we know that already. But the next one up is the big one. Go ahead. Uh, which team's level of success this season is the toughest to predict? <laughs> you got the Brooklyn Nets at 32 percent, the Lakers at 18 percent, the Grizzlies at 14 percent, and then a th- four-way tie for fourth. With the Bulls, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, the 76ers. I think. I think the first two are right. Yeah, I, I feel like those first two were right on the money. Grizzlies. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I guess that says it all right there. It's I tough mean, I to think the, I think the Bulls are gonna. I, it's hard for me to say anything about the Bulls. <laughs> I just don't know what they're gonna do. Well, I, I think the Memphis Grizzlies. We feel like they're gonna be middle of the pack, but at the same time, since they have such an explosive player in John Morant, they feel like they could. And they were second be last year. Yeah. So, I, but see, they were second last year. But I don't think they're gonna be second this year. Not, I don't think not in the West, either. so it's like you you kind of want to put them in the middle of the pack, but they could potentially be better. I don't think they're going to be as high as they were last year. There's just no way. I don't see it. Which team has the most promising young core in the NBA? The Cavs got 41% of the vote there. Memphis Grizzlies got 38%, and the Detroit Pistons got 10% of the vote. Uh, also receiving votes, you got the Pelicans and the Thunder and the Magic. Oh, boy. Boo. Ah. Thunder been up there. <laughs> hey, well, hey, it's all good. Between Cleveland and Memphis, I mean, who else? They they have to be the top two as yeah. far as you know promising young core without question. Which player is the most athletic? You got John Morant at thirty eight percent, Giannis at thirty one percent, Anthony Edwards at twenty one percent, Zion at seven percent, and LeBron James at three percent. You agree with that? John yeah. being the most athletic. I mean, he does some pretty crazy things. He does without question. That's why whether they have him as number nine on the top ten in the league right now. Yeah. That's still pretty high, but which, he's definitely athletic. Which player is the best pure shooter? Oh, gosh. Stephen Curry got 91% of the vote there. Klay Thompson, 5%. Kevin Durant, 3%. Jeez. Uh, which player is the fastest with the ball? John Morant got 62%. De'Aaron Fox got 31%. Also receiving votes, Giannis, I guess. See, 
I wouldn't. Tyrese Maxey is also fast. Probably. Yeah, but I wouldn't even call Giannis is not. He's just slow. long. Yeah, like he's, he's got long. long strides. Yeah, his strides are insane. He can make the half court and from half court to the goal in one and a half dribbles and four steps. So it's crazy. Which player is best at moving without the ball? You got Steph Curry at eighty-one percent and Klay Thompson at twelve percent. I mean, that's pretty easy. Hey, that right there is what you said. Trey Young works on, and he'll change his whole game. Yeah, moving without the ball. We're gonna see though, and this this year with your boy, it's they may be fun to watch. Which player is the best passer? Nikola Jokic got seventy-two percent of the vote there. Tied for second, you got Luka Doncic and Chris Paul at ten percent, and then uh, LeBron James and Steph Curry also received other votes. Man, how, how crazy is that? You got a big man who's yeah, easily center is the best passer. Comfortably the best passer. It's like it's not even close. There's no debate. How crazy is that? Man, never thought I'd see today. Which player is the best leader? Chris Paul got 31% of the vote there. Okay. Uh, Steph Curry <laughs> got 22%. LeBron James got 14%. Giannis got 12%. Damian Lillard got 10%. I mean, I don't know how you quantify that so but i feel like it's one of those things that we we know the type of player chris paul is and we know that he i mean he does lead by example most of the time and yeah he's always been a floor general so he has the respect of the players around him it's just you know number one is nobody else i, I don't i don't see anybody I, I don't know i don't know number one though who else would you put up there AD. Other, who ad get out of here anyway. <laughs> Who is the most versatile player in the NBA? Giannis leads the vote at 59%. LeBron James at 21%. Kevin Durant at 7%. And Kawhi Leonard at 7%. Uh, no arguments. Which player has the best basketball IQ? LeBron James got 45% of the vote. Nikola Jokic, 24%. Chris Paul, 14%. Steph Curry at 10%. And Luka Doncic, 7%. I don't have any arguments there either. Yeah, no, nah, that sounds about right. Uh, which player would you want taking a shot with the game on the line? Steph Curry, Golden State, 55%. Kevin Durant, 17%. Damien Willard at 14%. I mean, yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, what rule most needs to change? Coach's challenge gets, uh, there's a lot of things. Voted on here. There's a whole bunch. Coach's challenge leads the way at 17%. Free agency before draft, 14%. I think that makes sense, personally. Mm. Sort of. <laughs> uh, mandatory draft medical information. Okay. Watery odds, playoff format, Ewom ending, which is... Uh, you know, if you uh, get to like, if there's like a two, you have, you're both at like 60 points okay. or one team's at 60 points. Yeah. And then one team's at 50 points in the fourth quarter, which will never happen because it's the NBA and you yeah. score more than that. It's not college. But uh, <laughs> then they're like, okay, the goal to reach is 72 points. Okay. Well, that team has to score, you know, 12 points, and that team has to score. Essentially, kind of like they did in it's the All-Star. It's the All-Star. NBA All-Star. It's the NBA All-Star. Yeah, okay. they want that. They they want that? I guess. I don't want that for regular. Nobody wants that for regular. Well, I guess 7%. Like, what? No. Get out of here. Now, that. well, I guess. No, okay. No, no I don't want it. I don't want that. Uh, more leeway for defense. Fear fouls to eliminate def- defensive three seconds. Do not want to eliminate defensive three nah, seconds. No, we do not. But, uh. I guess I could see more leeway for defense. Scheduling. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, That's I it. Know, I don't know what I don't you want to change. That's what I say. What Schedule. I say, oh, we want to change that. Like, how? Doesn't matter. We just want to change it. Like, okay. Like, I really would like to know the ins and outs to that schedule because that's... <laughs> schedule. I just, I just don't like it. Yeah. Duh, I like how last year it was uh, take transition fouls. 
those Which did get changed. That did get changed. That's all. That's, that's the one that did. So I wonder if the uh, it, it is funny on two K because it happens all the time. Really? Yeah. Transition fouls. Oh wow! So you shoot free throw and you get the ball. Hey, it's pretty cool. I like that. I'm like, dude, stop reaching. <laughs> Trying to get that quick steal, man. Got caught with your hand in the cookie jar. It happens all the time. All right. When we get back, we gotta talk about these young guns, man. I I I, I asked to catch up because I, I I've, I've I've been told so much. I haven't watched the game from beginning to end yet. I've just seen the highlights. So now i got to step my game up. you got to inform me, man. Is, is it safe to say that this kid, as you put it, is the best prospect ever? Is that what you're saying? It's a, it's a possibility. Ooh, hey, I can't wait to see. Actually, they're playing right now as we speak. At least one of them is. Yeah, both of them are. Oh, they're both playing? Well, actually, one's on the, only on the court right now. But yeah, oh, okay. They're playing, they are playing each other. Hey, well, we'll give an update on that, and uh, Christian can break it down how they're looking right here on Double Tech. Welcome back to Double Tech. HB, Mr. Weaver. Once again, Christian on the ones and twos. Who is it, Christian? Tell me. Deftones again. Nice. I'm over here jamming. You're playing stuff, making me want to play a first-person shooter. Speaking of, did you see the trailer for uh, Modern Warfare 2 yet? No. Dude. Dude. I've heard bad things about the online game. Well, I'm sure the online sucks, but you know, dude, it's, it's the older I get, other than Fortnite, <laughs> the older I get, I just want to play campaigns now. Like, I, I don't know if that's bad. I've always been a campaign person anyway, but now I, if you gave me a choice... If I can never play online again and I can just play campaigns, I think I would be fine. Is that bad? No, it's not bad. Yeah. But I'm definitely not uh, buying Call of Duty to play just play the campaign, you know? Yeah, I feel you. And that makes perfect sense. But I, I remember, like, back in the day, back in my day, in 2008, whenever, like, getting a Call of Duty... All my friends would be online. I'm like, oh, gotta play the campaign gotta first. Play campaign but first. but then you know, Call of Duty campaign three, four hours long. Yeah, like not you, very long. You can literally beat it the night that you buy it. So it's really no biggie. But but yeah, man, that Modern Warfare looks good. I, I, I gotta admit. Speaking of looking good, the game is actually going on. <clears throat> excuse me, right now. Christian has his uh tablet pulled up right now, and I'm trying to see what is that, man. Look, look at this guy. Man of many talents is Victor <laughs> Wimbanyama. <laughs> All right, Christian, give us the, the backstory behind this kid because you were pretty much telling me about him because you said, hey, man, he's going to be on TV. First game, on, I think it was on ESPN, right? Wasn't his first game? ESPN 2. Yeah, ESPN 2. Just like, like uh, he is now. And I, you said, hey, man, his first game is next level. This kid is something else. You got to watch it. And I still missed it. But everything I'm seeing, well, actually not even seeing, everything I'm hearing, do we want to hear what uh, LeBron James said about this kid? Yes. All right, let's just hear what LeBron James had to say about everybody. They don't like this unicorn thing. Everybody's been a unicorn over the last few years, but he's more like, like an alien. Um, I've never seen, no one's ever seen one. As tall as he is, but as fluid and as graceful he is on the floor. I mean, that's 7'4", or 7'5", or 7'3", whatever the case may be. Um, his ability to put the ball on the floor, um, shoot step-back jumpers on the post, step-back threes, catch and shoot threes, block shots. He's a... Um, for sure, uh, a generational talent, and 
Yep, I think LeBron hit the head, hit the head on the nail, hit the nail on the head. <clears throat> Goodness, if I can talk, just got to stay healthy. Just got to stay healthy because the potential is there. I mean, the skill is there. He's, dude, you said he could be, as you see it, right now, the biggest prospect like ever. Possibly. He's dude. he's definitely the biggest one since uh, LeBron James. But I think if you dropped him, you know, just in 2003, you didn't know how LeBron James' career was going to turn out. He was extremely hyped, of course. Mm-hmm. But if you dropped him back then, you know, he's doing all the things that he is now. People would probably take him over LeBron James. But, but see, you know, you're probably right. But that's unfair to say, too, because you look at his game and think about him having 20 years, essentially, if you say, you know, from 03 to now. They, yeah. Just skill set. There's no way he would have that skill set in two. No, there's not. You know what there's I mean? Not, yeah. But I understand what you're saying. Just from a straight out of the package presentation, he's a problem. Yeah, I'm not sure there's ever been a player that has the potential that he has. Yeah. Just in terms of, you know, he could be the best defensive player in the league. But on top of that, he's <laughs> like top five offensive player in the league, probably. Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, you're right. He. He can, from the looks of it, he can do a whole lot. And like I said, I don't want to piggyback what Stephen A. said, but at the same time, I kind of feel him. He need a little more meat, man. He needs a little more meat. I know you hate that argument. I know you hate it. But see, here's the thing. As talented as he is, because he is, and he's probably a lot more talented than a lot of guys already, you know these big, hefty dudes are going to bump him around because he, they can't outskill him at all so they're gonna try to overpower him he's gonna feel the brunt of their force so he gotta put some meat on there's man there's not many players in the league that are gonna do that though somebody dude it can be the bummiest of bums somebody's gonna try it because he's gonna be down there but also he's so long that he can just reach reach up and still get the ball hey you hey that's true but what about hard foul here push here block out because he is long and he's gonna use that to his advantage but I just feel like he needs some pounds, just just a few more. Because I feel yeah, the same way about not, your boy, your yeah, boy he's Chet. He's not the too. same as Chet. Chet's, you know, he was like one ninety five. Giggity. <laughs> Victor's two thirty. Hey, that is. But still, he's it's just he's so big so that the big. weight, you know, it's not as. But he looks better. It's not distributed as much. Yeah. You know, as evenly as you know it would be on somebody that's like six nine. Yeah. Um. So tall. How tall is he officially? He's seven four. How was that even possible? <laughs> Which, you know, it's a little scary because there's never really been somebody that tall and that stayed healthy in the league. And he does have some injury concerns. But um, still, even with those injury concerns and stuff like that, you have to take him number one. Oh, yeah. Without question. You can't pass on him. Even how good, you know, Scoot looked great in the game, too. We should stay their stats, I guess, from game one. Um, Victor had 37 points. He was 7 of 11 from three. Uh, He had five blocks in the game. He had four rebounds, I think. Gosh. Um, not that many rebounds, but, but who still, cares? that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're we're worried um, about the offensive side right now. Just to... so he, I mean, he was dominant in the game. He brought his team back. They were down like 20 at halftime, and it really? ended up being close. <laughs> and then Scoot Henderson had 28 points, uh, eight rebounds, nine assists in the game. So yeah. he was also great. Um, but you gotta take uh, gotta take Victor. You, ha- you oh, have you to. have to. Yeah. I mean, it's not even a question. Like, I remember uh. Somebody was saying basically, you know, Arkansas could have a number one pick next year, and Nick Smith and I'm like, nah. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, it will not happen. There's no like, way. <laughs> like, this was like months ago, yeah. of course. Um, and I'm like, it will not happen because, yeah. like, if Victor 
when Benyama is alive, he's going number one. Like, it's <laughs> no question. Regardless of what happens, he's going number one for he sure. He can get hurt, you know, tears ACL, whatever, he's going number one. I think so, too, just because, you know, you, you, you can't – you, you say it all the time. You can't be the guy who passed on this person. Yeah, you'll lose your job. You will. If you pass on him. And you should. It's, I know it. I, Even I, if, you know, his career doesn't turn out as how it, you know. Exactly. How great it could be. You just, you have to roll the dice because if it doesn't turn out, well, we had to take him. If it does turn out and you didn't take him, then yeah, you're in a terrible position because now the whole what could have been, nah, you, 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 you just have to take him. And yeah, your boy, uh, what's the second? Uh, pick that's gonna be Scoot Henderson. Yeah, so Scoot Henderson. Yeah, he's really good. I think I saw something where somebody was talking about, oh yeah, he's like NBA ready or something like that. I'm yeah, like, yeah, he he's probably playing the league now. Yeah, but both I mean, of them could. He's still going <laughs> exactly. He's still going number two. That's just he has to go number two because Victor has to go number one. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Scoots. I mean, he last year for the I've been aware of him for a little bit now since he's been with the G League at night. But yeah. uh, last year he was 17 years old. And he was the best player on the G League at night. Awesome he was averaging game. 17 points a game, shooting 45% from the floor. <laughs> and um, he shoots 50% on pull-ups. Dude, that's, hey, you, you know I'm a big fan of that pull-up game. Yes, I love it. So 45%, you say? He, he shoots 50% on 50% pull-ups. 50% pull-ups. 45% yeah. overall. Dude. He only shot like uh, 28% from three, yeah. but it looks, in the first game, he was two for three from three, and it looks better. Okay. So, you know, that's his kind of swing skill. But, he, you know, even if he's knocking down threes at a huge clip, Victor's still going number one. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, he's a good distributor and everything. He's a great player. And most other years, he would go number one. But? It's just, you know, Victor's in this draft. He's alive. He would have went number one last year. Scoot would have. Yeah, yeah, Even I though, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Chet, and I'm a big fan of Paulo, he would have went number one. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing... Uh, another thing about Victor is I've been aware of him probably for like three years, two or three years. <laughs> really? Because, you know, you'll see it on social media or whatever. It's like, you know, there's a seven foot two kid in France that's dominating and stuff like that. It's like, okay. I was like, who's this guy? Like, Victor yeah. Wimbenyama. I was like, okay. I'll, I'll remember that name. And I think I remember you saying I, something. I said something on the zone like two or three years ago. I was like, this kid's going to be, you know, the number one pick whenever you know, as time comes. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. He's going to be the number one pick. This is why you should be a GM. Uh, I mean, most people that saw him play would be like, <laughs> okay, yeah, you got to take this guy number one. Um, another thing about Victor, uh, there's this uh, Twitter account, Nets Daily. They yeah. cover the Nets, obviously. <laughs> uh, verified and Twitter have like 50K following. He said he saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar play in high school, then Lewis Alcindor, <laughs> the guy that runs this account. Wait, 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 wait. He's like 70-something years old. Dude. Which is funny. But he, he said he saw Kareem, or Louis Alcindor at that time, Louis yeah. Alcindor, uh, play in high school, and he said Victor's better than him. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. <laughs> so people were clowning on him. He's like, this dude stormed the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> He's like, no, I was there back in my day. I, I saw Kareem. I was there. That's crazy, though. But, dude, to see how polished he is, and you, you always have those players where it's like you're watching them play against people that are on their quote-unquote level, and it just looks like they're just playing with kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a man amongst boys. Yeah. It, it's it's really insane. And these guys are, you know, they're older than both these kids. Yeah. Because you know, the G League at night is filled up, you know, either, you know, 18-year-olds that are going to be eligible for the next draft or they're veterans, NBA mm-hmm. veterans that, you know, aren't in the NBA, in the NBA anymore. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Uh, 
Amir Johnson was on last year's team. I'm trying to think of who's on this team. I can't remember. I know there's a handful of players. But uh, Metropolitans '92 have Tremont Waters, who you know was bounced around the league a little bit, never really got a shot. He played for LSU in college, and there's a few other guys you'd probably notice. Hugo Basson was a guy. I don't know if he went undrafted this past year, but I don't know. He was a prospect, but uh, they have a few names that if you watch, you'd probably recognize. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, Victor just dominates him. Yeah. It's watching him play. You almost can't believe your eyes <laughs> that somebody that's that tall can dribble like that can shoot like that looks natural shooting. See, and that, and that's crazy because he's seven, four. Think about how tall Kevin Durant is and how Kevin Durant moves with the ball and how it's unstoppable. Essentially. He moves like Kevin Durant. And he kinda. moves like Kevin Durant. Like he really does. So that's, Whew, just stay healthy, young fella. That's yeah. all I ask. Because I really do want to see him in the league. Because that's it's gonna be fun to watch. I'm I'm not kidding. Like in year three, he could be like a top five player in the league. Oh, without question. With without without question, you if he stays healthy. The level that he's at now, if he was currently playing in the NBA, like of course you know it's NBA, so it's different. But you just think of few if he years was in the, the NBA line. right now, he would be rookie of the year. Oh, facts. Without without question. Yeah, I mean. Why the crap not? <laughs> um, uh, also, if you didn't watch the G League Ignite versus Metropolitan's 92 game from the other night, I would encourage you to look up the highlights. Oh, yes. It, it was, <laughs> it may be the best basketball game we get until like the season starts. Well, the middle Christmas. of the season. Yeah, like <laughs> it Christmas was that game. good. It was that entertaining. I mean, you had Scoot and uh, Victor going back and forth at each other, and it was—I mean, it was a modern day like Magic versus Larry. That's oh what gosh. it was. Let's listen to you talk about this kid. That's how you're feeling. Yes, Ooh. I'm a big fan. Hey man, I'm, I'm excited for him. I, I really am. I'm the the hype for him before the season even gets started. Before I mean, we get our season started. It, it's good. It's good for the game. There was some talk of uh, he could shut it down for the season, and he would go number one overall, mm-hmm. obviously. But his agent said he's not shutting it down. He's going to play. Really? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, especially now. I, it, it's always a slippery slope because you can't, obviously, you can't predict injuries. That's just, yeah. unfortunately, that's just how it goes. But I'm like, man, if you telling me that I'm going to be number one and they say, oh, bro, if you shut it down, you're still good. You're not going to lose any stock. I don't see what you have to lose. But, uh, mm, that's just yeah. tough. That's tough. And this is why, you know, during the summer, like, the Spurs traded DeJounte Murray to Atlanta and stuff like that. And people are like, what are they doing? It's like, this is what they're doing. This they're trying to get him. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's going to be quite a few teams, you know, around January when they look around and they're like, okay, we're not that great. Shut it down. Shut it down. We're trying to get Victor. Everybody going to be losing. You're going to have losing teams battling each other, fighting to lose. They're going to like. <laughs> They're going to be up one, and they're going to transition take foul the other team and try to lose. It's going to be like the South Park baseball episode. <laughs> I know, the team cheering when they lose. Yeah, season's over. Like, dude, it, it could get that. Dude, if Spurs get Victor, does Pop stay around? He may stick around for like a year I think or something would. like that, mentor I, him. I feel like upper management makes will probably sense want him to. Yeah. Win Benyama on the Spurs. It just makes sense. i got to get Pop I don't know if it's time. because... He's a foreigner, and you know the Spurs have been known to take foreigners. And also, he's a big man, and the Spurs have usually always had a good big man oh, yeah. between David Robinson and Tim Duncan. Dude, so, twin towers. It just makes sense. It does. It does. Well, he's going number one in about what? When's the draft? Uh, about ten months. Yep. So, 
we'll, we'll be talking about it again, so getting ready. But until then, we're getting ready for our season. But when we get back, I got a good one for you today, Christian. It's so random, but I thought it was pretty fun, and I want to see if you can actually figure it out. I think you'll do pretty good. It's not too tough, though. All right. We'll, we'll test you, gangster, when we get right back on Double Tap. takes me to places where history can't stop or break me you know it rains for something you know the pains for something welcome back to double tech my goodness that's jealous person you're a beast for this music today man good gosh jlt's got many talents Boy, does he. Goodness. I remember, dude, when you told me, hey, it's out. You got to listen to it. I was listening at the gym when I got to this song. I about lost my mind. I was like, whoa, hold up a second, J.I.D. You ain't singing like that, son. Nah, he's, he's jamming. Really, really good album, man. Some, some good albums in 2022, man. There has been. There's some real good ones. As we get close to the end of the year, got to figure out our top 10. We always talk about our three favorite. Well, but my top two was the first NBA Young Boy. <laughs> album that came out and then uh, the second one that came out no you, you no I, I have nothing i have no idea i haven't heard one those. song off either one of them but dude his fans are crazy so we can't say that too loud because what, what's their name the young I boys i, I don't it should be the young know. boys right that would make sense it would make perfect sense it would be the easiest route to go but i'm sure it's something difficult and unnecessary <laughs> but dude I, I have no idea what any of those songs are like at all i've never heard one Jeez, but hey, so his fans like that stuff. But enough of that. All right, Christian, I got something for you today. You re- you ready for this, man? I'm ready. Are you ready? Let me see. Yes. I don't even know if I'm ready. Hold on. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Where, where am I at? Oh, there you go. It's time for what organization is this athlete associated with? Okay, now I'm ready. All right, this is completely random, but, you know, I like to go, you know, leaders in this, leaders in that. I always switch up the game to kind of change it. Oh, see, you ain't even fo- – see, you that's focused a, that's on a the block. game. Well, oh, they called a foul? Yeah, they called a foul on Wimbenyama, even mm-hmm. though it was a block. It's clean block. What are you doing? He's, he's too big. They said it looked like it was too much contact. It's too good. They got to they gotta slow him down somehow. got to slow him down. And he hit the free throw. All right, speaking of blocks, that's the route we're going. So that couldn't have been any better. NBA all-time block leaders. Now, there are only one, two, three, four, five players who have over 3,000. But if you can give me the top 10, that would be grand. Hakeem's all-time. Hakeem's all-time with 3,830 blocks. Is Mark Eaton up there? Mark Eaton. Thought you was going to forget about him. Yes, he's number four with 3,064. Utah Jazz legend. I think he was 7'4". Also, he was that way. tall. Giggity. So. Yes. So, yes, Mark Eaton, Utah Jazz he a, legend. He had a year where he averaged five a game, I think. That's nice. That's crazy. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, all yeah. right. So that's two of the top five right there. All right. Maybe get a little little, little tougher here. David Robinson. David Robinson is number six. He was right under that 3,000 mark with 2,954. Uh, Kareem. Kareem. Number three with 3,189. 
two left in the top five, but you've actually hit some of that uh, top ten already. So, all right. So uh, I don't have two, and I don't have five. Five. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing is number seven okay. with two thousand eight hundred ninety-four. Um, Moses Malone. Moses Malone is not in the okay. top ten. Hmm. Oh yes. I wonder when they started tracking blocks. Oh well, see, you don't even have to worry about that. Will you, Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. No, that, is they not. didn't track blocks. Nope. <laughs> he definitely would have been up there. Yeah. Um, probably would have been all-time leader. Yeah. Like eight thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something stupid. But yes, uh, yeah, you still got a uh, ten. Is there any that are currently in the league? Uh, no. The only person that's currently in the league is number thirteen, and that's Dwight Howard. Okay, two, that makes sense. Yep, with two thousand two hundred. Um, is Tim Duncan on the list? Tim Duncan is number five. That's the one right there. You almost got it when you said David, but yes, Tim Duncan's right over that three thousand mark with three thousand twenty. Okay. Hmm. Right, I'm, I'm trying to think of the greatest big man of all time, you know? I'm waiting for you to get that, like, like the one that I thought you would have got. Dikembe. There you go. Come on, now. It's the finger wag, baby. Yeah. He's number two with 3,289. So, yes, that's actually the top five. But now I need eight, nine, and ten. And one thing I will tell you, nine and ten, they're older veteran players. V- very veteran. Like, uh, eight is an older player, but... Nine and ten. You're saying nine or ten, like old school, old school, like seventies and eighties. Okay. School, yes. Um, Spencer Haywood. No. Uh, Celtics legend in the eighties. Robert Parrish. Robert Parrish had a whopping two thousand three hundred sixty-one. This is his birthday the other day. Really? Happy birthday, Captain. There you go. And Happy late birthday. <laughs> and then we have two other players. One Atlanta legend in the seventies and the eighties. Tree Rollins. Tree Rollins, my friend. I love how you got it too. I, I just, I was like, you know who it is. You know who it is. Two thousand five hundred forty-two for Tree Rollins, and then number eight with two thousand Shaq seven hundred thirty-two. My third favorite NBA player of all time, Shaq. You Diesel. just discovered that this. I this just summer. discovered it, and I, you know what? I've been telling everybody too. I was like, you know what? Shaq's my third yeah, favorite. Just been player. going around to like everybody. Yes, because I didn't realize that. It was like I, I had an epiphany, and I'm like, wow, Shaq's my third favorite player, and I did not realize it. So, man. But good time. Hey, see, you did. You killed that one. That was too easy for you. But hey, I told you it was going to be pretty fun. So that'll work. Tree Rollins is a good get. That, that Most was, people would forget about Tree Rollins. I thought you were going to. I, and you got Mark Eaton earlier than I thought you would have. But I mean, Robert Parrish, you, you ran up on him when I said Celtics legend. That was too easy. I shouldn't have said that because, of course, you got that one. You thought blocks, Celtics, Robert Parrish. That was too easy. I wasn't thinking of Mikhail. Well, you got tree, so it don't even matter. Here we go. Alley-oops and flagrant fouls. All right. Well, I guess I'll give you mine real quick. My, I guess my flagrant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to M.A. Adoka again every week for like the rest of the season. What about Neil Long saying she's going to stick with him, though? She's sticking by him. That's a good woman. That's all I got. She gets no flagrant from me because she's too wonderful. It's freaking Neil Long. So I refuse to badmouth Neil Long. Dude, what what is going on? But I me, think they got an open relationship. That's exactly that has to be the thing because I feel like as everybody else is freaking out, she's kind of like, uh, "Baby, what are you doing? Why'd you get caught? Why'd you get caught?" That's exactly what she said. There's, but and I think we're right though. I really feel like that's the thing. Like we we don't really know what goes on in that household, and we wouldn't if he hadn't cheated with mm-hmm. the wrong person. I don't, so. I don't really care if yeah. they do. Yeah, boy. Well, 
cheated with the wrong person, man. If it would have been somebody random, we probably wouldn't have heard nothing about it. But it's upper management's wives and stuff like that. From we can't don't, do that. You, you really can't do that. So he still gets. Unless they flavor. also have an open relationship. And apparently they then did not. They, nobody would know. That would just be another one of those parties on the weekend that everybody go to and do what they do. But yes, he still gets my flagrant. I'm sorry. And uh, my other flagrant actually goes to. Did you see? I guess it was the Lakers game. So literally, you can't touch the court anymore from the bench. Yeah, that's pretty lame. I don't like it, especially with celebration. It, it, I, I get it if you're, you know, messing up the game, you know, kind of getting in yeah, the path. Yeah, if you're interfering. Interfering, yes. But if you're just stepping on the court after a play as they're going down to the yeah, other like end. Yeah, like you're celebrating. Don't take that up. No, that's lame. No. I feel like this is one of those things that they're going to call like at the beginning of the season, and then as it goes on, those better pull back. Yeah, because it's dumb. It's very dumb. So, I mean, they're just getting up off the court and they're like slightly stepping on the court, celebrating and stuff like that when somebody hits a big shot or dunk or something yeah. like that. I don't see a problem with it. I don't either. So um, hopefully they like, get rid of that. You remember that? I see the clip on Twitter every once in a while. LeBron was in Cleveland and like they'd be killing people. <laughs> like that first year when they had like a really good team, yeah, like maybe the Raptors or something, and they're down there playing bottle you know, flip, bottle flip <laughs> on the court, and oh like LeBron gosh. just dives on the court and gets the bottle. Dude, can you imagine them doing that? <laughs> you're now? down that bad that they're just playing oh, bottle flip, playing bottle flip. That's like you talk about disrespect. That's that's. Tough I think right it was there. the Raptors too. It probably was, and it was like it. It may have been the playoffs. Oh my gosh! If it was the playoffs, I gotta go back and look. I it, think people have forgotten how like. The Raptors won 59 games and were the number one seed in 2018. Dude. And the Cavs just swept them. Dude, came in and ripped their heart out of their chest. I don't know what it was about LeBron in Toronto. That dude. LeBronto. Dude. Every he owned time. That city. He really did. That was that was literally DeMar DeRozan's kryptonite right there. It ate, ate him up inside every single time. But, uh, yeah. So, my when, Go ahead. When Benyama just had a... Uh, Breakaway dunk on a fast break. Okay. Very nice. Nice. Hey, well, my NBA alley-oop goes to the NBA as a whole. We got preseason games going on, games like this happening. Everything is getting closer to the NBA season. So that's my alley-oop, the NBA season as a whole. NBA day, you taking it off? You bet I am. I don't even know what I have planned. You know, usually I'm just a bum. Get that ticket. I need to get it, but I'm, I don't know, man. I just I don't know if I'm going to put in the grind like I should. That, that's my main worry. Yeah, the grind is something. And I don't know if I'm going to put it in. I, I really want to play it, but now if I get 2K, I play the my player over everything. Like, I don't even – it's tougher yeah. for me to even control. play the play now and stuff know? like that. Yeah. And it used to be play now. But now if I play a game where I pass it to somebody and I turn into them, it feels funny. It's like, it oh, does. gosh. It is a little weird. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe I should. I'm sure well, – we'll see. If they, if they put it on sale, I, I may because then that will be a good time to get it. So we'll find out. All right. I'm going to give my alley-oop to, uh, I guess, you know, whoever was in charge of getting the uh, Metropolitans 92 and G League Ignite to come play in Vegas for an exhibition match. Hey. Uh, Victor Wembanyama's first first game ever played on U.S. soil. That is pretty awesome. And he scored 37 points in it. Dude. But um, <laughs> first time ever under NBA rules also. But Looks like uh, Yeah, whoever did that and, you know, the ESPN higher-ups that got it on ESPN2, Props to them for doing so because it was awesome. That is pretty awesome. Um, and props to Victor and Scoot, who will be the number one and number two pick in the upcoming draft. Yeah, they will. Um, and my flagrant foul will go to, uh, I guess, Draymond Green for uh, oh. punching Jordan Poole, although I think it's probably being overblown a little bit and they'll be a fine. It probably is, but at the same time, you, you, you can't fight your teammates. You shouldn't. Yeah, especially physically, because the arguing back and forth, that yeah, happens. Yeah, that's normal. Yelling, screaming, finger pointing, maybe even a push. 
But if he actually just straight up cocked back and swung on him, that's uh, it's gonna be kind of rough. That's At least he uh, didn't pull a. Uh, I won't, I won't go there. <laughs> oh, you know where I'm going. Yes, I do know where you're going. So yes, don't don't go there. Let's 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 not do that. So please don't. <laughs> but yes, he did not. He just you know swung on him a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, didn't break his jaw or anything. Nah, he'll be fine. Cracked all that boy from the streets, man. Don't play that stuff around. Hey. Now. What's up? The guy who got his jaw broke is uh one of the top players not in the NBA in the world, though. Oh, yeah, that's so, what you tell me. He's hooping right yeah, now. He's second best player not in the NBA behind Victor Wimbanyama. So. <laughs> nice. Oh, hey, well, maybe they knock some sense into him. He got his mind right. Who knows? He was a good player, though. Oh, he was a really good player. And, you know, the other guy... He was coming up. He was yeah. young, so but hey, he's a good player now. He wasn't. He wasn't trying to be disrespected. He felt like, who knows what was said exactly, but you know this thin line between you know trash talking and disrespect. He said something. He felt like he needed to swing on him with. Hey, more power to you. I ain't mad at you. But that's it, folks. Next week, I guess we're gonna what? We doing all our uh, yeah? Awards? It's, this, it's the uh, double tech season preview. Oh my gosh. Special. I love them. I love the double tech season previews. Fun times. So, yeah, we got to get all our stuff lined up. I'm going to get a lot this year. I feel confident. You're going to get stuff yes, right? Yes, I'm going to get stuff right. I, I never get stuff right. But this year, I feel good. Will this be the, uh, is this the third one? Second one. It's the, is it the third? It's the third because um, the, season, the season started later because of COVID. That's what I thought. So, In yeah, this will be the third NBA season preview. That's great. Yeah. Looking forward to it. The third annual. <laughs> that's fantastic. Dude, third. We've done that many shows? I guess so. Jeez, that's insane. This will be uh, two years coming up here in December. Man, we got to have like a uh, like an anniversary episode or something. Do you know what the day is? Say less. You know, that'll be in the playlist next week. No problem <laughs> at all. Well, folks, join us next week. Same time, same station, all over the place. You know where we'll be at, podcast. You know where we are. You can find us on all your streaming sites. Y'all have a great one. Trouble.